We are talking this week, this series of weeks, about the, uh, the power of impact or the power of a significant life. And kind of to help us with that, we've been looking at Newton's cradle. In Newton's cradle, you pull back one ball and let it go. It's got impact. It carries a certain amount of momentum. And that momentum is transferred. It's called the conservation of momentum. It's transferred from one to the other. And then you can see it on the other side. Now, if Newton's cradle is built well, and if it's on a balanced, flat surface, the balls in the middle will hardly move at all. And as I thought about that, I thought that's the way that impact often happens. That's the way that it often works when we have an impact on the world around us, in that what we do, we may not be able to see immediately. When we serve others, when we help others, we may not be able to see an immediate response to our work, to our service, to our giving. But somewhere down the line, that person is going to be influenced, who's going to influence someone, and then somewhere down the line, there's going to be a life that is actually changed because of the work that we do when we have the kind of impact that we want to have. When we live a significant life, there will always be some result of that. There will always be some kind of impact on the world around us. And that's what we want to talk about over these few weeks. We want to talk about living a significant life. You don't want to be one of those believers who just gets saved and then we just kind of hold on until eventually someday we get to go to heaven. We don't want to just exist while we're here. We want our lives to mean something. We want to live a significant life, to have impact on the world around us. And to kind of help us put that in perspective and help us get a grip on it, we've been uh, kind of memorizing Matthew 5, 16. I want to encourage you to write that down if you don't have it yet and, and work on it this week. I, I, want, I want to encourage all of us to have this verse put away in memory. Let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Live your life in such a way that people around you are impacted, they're influenced by your life, by your light. Let your light so shine, let it shine in such a way that people see that your life is different. Not that then they clap for you and applaud for you and give you awards and certificates and pats on the back. But you let your light so shine. Let it shine in such a way that when they see the good things you do, they give glory to the Father in heaven who has made you that kind of person. That's our goal, to live that kind of life, to have that kind of significance. And so last week we started with, with the idea that for us to have that kind of impact, we need to look at the power of belief. Because we said right beliefs 
lead to right actions. And right actions lead to maximum impact. Our beliefs lead to our actions and our actions lead to our impact. So we want to get our beliefs right, then we have to base our beliefs on the Bible. That's where we started last week. Basing our beliefs on the Bible. The power of belief. Now this week I want us to move on to the power of compassion. Once we have our beliefs based on the Bible, then we're ready to consider the power of compassion. Compassion is one of those great Latin words, and and, uh, oftentimes in Latin, you don't have to know a whole lot of Latin. I know almost none. But if you know what certain words mean, what the little prefixes and and, and the little little, uh, letters at the end of a word, if you know what those all mean, then you can figure out a meaning of a Latin word. When you see C-O-M, that always means with. Whenever you see C-O-M, it means with. And you know what passion is. You understand that, that just by, by hearing the word. It is, it is that deep feeling. It is a deep feeling that is so deep that it motivates us to do something. Compassion, then, is to feel with. To have compassion is to feel the sorrow when your friend loses a loved one. To have compassion is to feel the joy when your friend gets a new job or or a promotion. To feel with. And so the power of compassion is the power of feeling with another so deeply that we are motivated to help them in some way. In the Old Testament, there are about a hundred references to having compassion or helping those in need. In the New Testament, there are also about a hundred references to having compassion or helping those in need. So if something is referred to 200 times in the Bible, we get a sense that perhaps that's pretty important in the plan. The power of compassion. It is that kind of compassion that makes us most like Jesus. If you have your Bible with you, as I do now, look in Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25 at verse 31. In Matthew chapter 25 at verse 31, Jesus has been talking in parables. He's been sharing with the people uh, truths about the kingdom in ways that, that really could not be expressed Otherwise, he tells them parables so that they get a sense of, of uh, the, the truth in, a, in a, a visible way. Now he moves out of parables, but he, he retains that, that way of speaking in, in a way that they can visualize what it is he's trying to say. After teaching in parables, he kind of continues that same style as he helps them get a picture of judgment in the end. 
He says in Matthew 25, beginning at verse 31, But when the Son of Man comes in His glory, and all the angels with Him, then He will sit in His glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before Him. He will separate them one from another, as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed of my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and invite you in or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in a prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, truly I say to you, to the extent that you did it to one of these brothers of mine, even the least of them, you did it to me. I want us to focus this morning on that last verse. He said, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. You see, when you serve someone who can never return the favor or pay back your serving God. When you do something for the least of these, when we really have compassion, I feel with them enough to do something about their need. Then the reality is I'm not just being a good person doing something nice. I am actually serving God Himself. When you do it for the least of these, you've done it for me. Well, how can I have that kind of compassion? How can I have enough compassion to make an impact on the world around me? Very quickly, let me share with you. First, I will remember God's compassion for me. How can I have enough compassion to have an impact on the world around me? It begins when I remember God's compassion for me. If I think about it, I realize that I deserve nothing from God. He created me. He gave me a creation in which to live. That really should be enough. I deserve nothing from Him. And yet, He has given me His best he gave His only begotten Son. He has given me His grace and His mercy. He's given me His providence, His watch care over me. He's given me His love, His forgiveness. He has given me hope and peace and joy. None of those things did I earn. None of them do I deserve. He has had compassion on me. And if He can have that kind of compassion on me, surely I can then be motivated to have compassion on others. Psalm 145 verse 8 says, The Lord is gracious 
and compassionate. He's slow to anger and rich in love. If I'm going to have enough compassion to have an impact on the world around me, it's going to begin when I remember God has had compassion for me. Remember the compassion he has showed you when you didn't deserve it. And that will change how you look at others who don't deserve anything from you. The second thing I can do to have the kind of compassion that makes an impact on the world around me, I will recognize the needs around me. If I first start by remembering that God has had compassion on me, then I'm ready to look around and actually recognize the needs around me. It's too easy to overlook the needs of those around me. It's, it's too easy because our, our hearts become numb to it all. There's always somebody else who needs something. And our hearts become numb to it. And we're busy. I mean, I, I don't know of a busier time of year except maybe close to Christmas. But this is an incredibly busy time of year. There's always more to be done, more to do. We've got places to go. We've got people to see. There's always stuff to do. And as I'm rushing here and there and going and coming, and it's very easy for me just to overlook the needs of the people around me. But if I begin this practice of recognizing the needs around me, then perhaps I can begin to feel the kind of compassion that really makes a difference in the world. In Mark 6, we get a story about Jesus. Jesus was with the crowds and he was getting worn out. He could not turn around without somebody wanting something. He would teach and they'd want more teaching. He would heal and they wanted more healing. He would, he would care for them and they wanted more attention and just more and more and more. And finally, he got to where he just could not give them anything else without taking a break. And so he got into a boat and he left them on the shore. He got into a boat to go to the other side of the lake. And as he's going to the other side of the lake, the crowd over here sees the boat on the water. They figure out the direction it's headed and they run around the other side and they meet him as soon as he gets on the other side of the lake. He can't get away from these people. And so what does he do? When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them. Because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. It's, it's a whole lot easier for us to say to those people in need, you don't know what my day's like. I don't have time for these interruptions. Jesus, in his effort to get away from them, comes face to face with them again and has compassion. Will we be like him and recognize the needs of those around us? Did you see why he had compassion? Because he said, he, he, when he saw them, they were like sheep without a shepherd. He saw their need. He recognized the needs around him. In Ephesians in chapter 1, Paul prays for the church what we can pray for each other. 
Paul prays that the eyes of their hearts would be opened. He says, I pray that the eyes of your heart might be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which He has called you, the riches of His glorious inheritance in His holy people. Among other things, he is saying, I'm praying that God will open the eyes of your heart so that you can see that to which you've been called. What are we called to? Eventually, we're called to that great glorious inheritance. But for now, we are called to Christ-likeness. And we can pray with Paul that the eyes of our hearts would be open so that we can see the needs around us, see what we're called to do. We're called to have compassion just like he does. If I'm going to have compassion in a, in a way that impacts the world around me, I start by remembering God's compassion for me, and then I recognize the needs around me, and then I will take action and serve others. It doesn't do any good to recognize the needs unless I take action and do something about them. It's not compassion just to see it. Compassion is where I'm motivated to do something about it. Compassion is more than a feeling. It's feeling what someone in need feels and being motivated to help them. In James chapter 2, he says, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such a faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. It doesn't do you any good to see someone in need and say, God bless you. Hang in there, buddy. James says it doesn't help. Instead, he says, if you can't do something, where really is your faith? We find ways then to serve, to help, to demonstrate that compassion that makes us like Christ. If you want to have an impact on the world around you, it starts with having enough compassion to do something. Find some way to serve right here in our own community. Go to the thrift store every once in a while and volunteer some time. You know, if you're volunteering your time, that means that's money that is saved that they don't have to spend hiring someone. And whatever money is saved means there's more money to help those who need help in our community. Help out with Meals on Wheels. Help out with Vacation Bible School at First Baptist. There's many ways that you and I can serve, can make a difference. Out of compassion, we can have an impact on this community. When we take action and serve others, we're also serving Jesus, and that makes it all worth it. Remember what Dave Ramsey said, when action meets compassion, lives change. 
And that's our goal, isn't it? To have such an impact that someone else's life changes? What if everyone in First Baptist Church started actively, compassionately serving this community in some way? Can you imagine what would happen in this community as everybody started seeing how we let our lights shine in such a way that we give God the glory for what He's doing? Imagine the difference that could be made in this community if we stopped thinking about what can this community give me and we started thinking about what can I do for this community. Which takes us to the last thing that I want to say to you. And that is if we're going to have compassion that makes a difference, if we're going to have compassion that makes an impact on the world around me, I will embrace a selfless life. You see, if your compassion is going to enable you to have an impact, you have to lay down your selfish desires, your self-centered thinking, your self-oriented view of life. And I know that that is counter-cultural. I know every other message you hear from any other entity in the world is saying, you take care of you because you're beautiful and you're the most important. I understand. So let's be countercultural. Let's be biblical. Because Scripture tells us, especially as believers, it's not about you. And so we have to get to the point where we can say, I'm going to do this not for what I'm going to get out of it. I'm going to do this because I have compassion and I can help. I can make a difference. I can make an impact. I can let my light shine and I can give God glory as I do these things. Philippians chapter 2 says, do nothing of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. We each have to stop worrying about me. We each have to stop being selfish with our material things, with our time, with our desires. Become more like Christ. Have compassion enough to put others before ourselves. 2 Corinthians 5, He died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for Him who died for them and was raised again. Father, we thank You for Your love for us. We thank You for Your compassion for us. We thank You for the example of compassion that changed lives that we see in Jesus. Help us that we might too have that kind of compassion, that we might care enough to do enough to really make a difference. We pray, Lord, that as you lead us in that way, that you would help us to set self aside and to trust you completely. 